The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast, your destination for in-depth discussion and analysis of the Premier League, the Champions League and even some FA Cup action in this episode. I'm Robbie Musto, he's Robbie Earl and here are today's topics. The major news, massive news, Roman Abramovich will sell Chelsea Football Club after 19 years in charge. Plus we'll review the key FA Cup results including the Blues comeback win, Spurs continuing their Jekyll and Hyde performances after defeat to the mighty, mighty Middlesbrough. Leicester City's important win over Burnley in the Premier League, Jesse Marsh, officially named new manager of Leeds United, and what to expect from this Sunday's Manchester derby. All that coming up in today's episode. Very newsy, very newsy episode. Yes, my friend. Mm. Less notes about games and tactics and stuff like that. Yeah. More about some big mm. picture news and really, really, really big news Rob, let's start with yeah. uh, with Chelsea and Roman Abramovich. Mm. We know he's been under pressure. We've had various statements of distancing himself from the football club, yeah. uh, using the foundation. Then there was reports that you know the Swiss businessman was offered the club, and then we have the, have the announcement that Roman Abramovich, yes, is going to sell the football club through pressure. Mm. Um, I would assume, Rob, from the British government, British government, yeah, with his potential or alleged links with uh, mm. Putin, with the. The war in Ukraine. So, I mean, incredible, incredible story, yeah. Rob, in yeah. terms of Chelsea Football Club, the team, mm. the manager, the fans, of what's happened in the past and what might happen in the future. But how surprised are you, Rob, that we've got to this point so very, very quickly? Not so surprised, I have to say, mate. Uh, I think I was on with Rebecca at the weekend. I think you were off. It was me and Tim. And Rebecca's sort of final question was, do you think this could be the beginning of the end? And I think my reply was pretty much like, I, I think it's a domino effect. And once one falls, I think it could fall very quickly, Rob. I just felt it was kind of heading in that direction. It's huge news for Chelsea Football Club and their fans and everybody associated with it. It's huge news for the league, Rob. Um, this guy has been... Um, very instrumental in, in, in lots of things throughout pre- the Premier League era. There'll be a certain number of Chelsea fans who only know the Premier League through Roman Abramovich being in charge. It's huge news, Rob, for English football as a whole. This guy, um, and we're going to separate politics and, and football because we, we're here to talk about the football side, you know, with, with all due respect to what is happening in the world and, and, and the uh, Russian invasion of Rook. Ukraine and some of the scenes we're seeing but in terms of football this guy has had a huge effect on on, on the Premier League if you think about the, this football club before he took over this football club since this football club's ability to hire and fire managers Rob sometimes to our surprise yet still continue to win trophies still continue to be successful still continue to to have some of the great players who've played in our league um, all that's going to change and all that comes up in the air which 
for me, starts to get where we get to the very interesting bit, that this club, in the past, has almost used destabilising influences to benefit the club's success. No manager's ever felt like they're here for a long term. Was it two, three years? Generally, a manager's yeah. at, at, at Chelsea and they're gone. Yet, all of a sudden, the club, the, the destabilising effect of the club now, I think is a real worry for people around, around the football club. Well, I think it will be a worry. We'll get into the main reasons for that. But just mm. to quickly go back to, to Chelsea before and with Abramovich, I mean, it's pretty yeah. stunning reading from their foundation or the, the, the founding of the club in 1905 to 2003. Abramovich took over in 2003. Yeah. So in that 98 nearly, years. Nearly 100 years, basically. Isn't it? Nearly 100, 100 years, years of history, yeah. Yeah. just six titles, just six. They won six things and won six trophies. one top-flight yeah. title. Six trophies, one mm-hmm. top-flight title in those nearly 100 years. And, mm. of course, in Abramovich's era, 17 trophies. I mean, I, I think it's five Premier Leagues, two uh, UEFA yeah. um, Champions League, two UEFA Cups, five FA Cups. Robert. I don't know what else. Mm. I mean, I, they, they basically... Were, were Three League Cups, Cup. one Club World Cup. Yeah, yeah two Europa League, two Champions League, five Premier League. I mean, serial and, and winners, that, mate. Serial yeah, winners. And, and it, because of money. Because of money, mm-hmm. because yeah. the money that he injected into that club, and I guess the desire that he had to win, hence the sacking managers and making the changes mm-hmm. and buying mm-hmm. some of the star players. He spent a load of money to build this team, to build this club, actually try to build it in a sustainable way after a few four or five seasons, talked mm-hmm. about sustainability. But I think he's always had to inject money, Rob, into the club. Yeah. Now, and the success has been there, so fair play. And I think also... We spoke about it just before, Rob, about the impact that he's made or that the money made and, and the new Chelsea yeah. made on the league. Before yeah. this 2003, it was kind of Man United and Arsenal fighting, battling with Wenger and mm. Ferguson. And then you got this new money coming in and it upset those kind of, I don't know, paradigms. Sta- yeah, what, the, the, the established clubs didn't really like it, did they? Because all of no. a sudden... Somebody was coming in who could buy the best players, who could hire the best managers, who didn't have to watch their budgets, who almost had like this this war chest of, yeah, of money that they could anybody. go out and, and buy anybody. Um, that, that did change the face of English football. The Wengers of the world had to try and start doing it a different way. Even Sir Alex Ferguson, you know, the great Manchester United, who you know as a football club were making money through commercial opportunities but weren't at the level you know that we now see the Man Cities we see the, the Newcastle ownership of the Saudi group it's new money but he was the money. first wasn't he he was the, the pioneer of new money coming into the league and also I think coming into the league Rob but, but turning success around quickly they didn't come into the league and take five or six years to settle and have a look at it I mean it pretty you know he bought in Mourinho and pretty much the rest of they say is history mm. Yeah, that's right, and that, and that's what's happened, Rob. But now mm. that's about to end. If if, yeah. if like you know, if it's right that he's about well, we to sell, to believe. there yeah. are the yeah. right buyers. I want to pay the right amount of money. Mm. You mm. get a sense that this has got to be kind of time sensitive. But this is yeah, going to it's be quite quick, hasn't what's it? What's going to happen yeah. with the government or whatever? Mm. You know, um, you could argue this has been coming for a few years now with the citizenship issues in the UK, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. Um, I, the, the, my thought on this, Rob, immediately bounces to the future and what it means for a club that's been such heavily backed in yeah. the transfer market and with personal loans that he's saying he doesn't want to get paid back 
we know that they've done a great job with the recruitment over the years and have yeah. produced players, have gone on loan, they've ended up using the first team, but more often not, they've ended up selling for a profit. That's all yeah. kind of good work. And then that might be coming to an end with some changes FIFA and UEFA are talking about with loan rules. Um, but the money, unless they get somebody else, Rob, that's a similar type of guy that wants to yeah. inject and inject cash in there, like yeah. the, it's going to be different. They, they're not going to compete, Rob, are they? It, mm. Unless they get a similar yes. sort of guy, they, they won't be able to. I mean, yeah. maybe good news for the for the manager now and for a new owner that he's recently out of out of out of them in. Spent a lot of money, hasn't he? Spent a lot of money on these young yeah, players. Yeah, and players put loans in, in and things. Yeah, so yeah. he's got a lot of players in there. But do you see like there could be a slow coming away from top top competitors in the Premier League? A lot, a lot of, of of what of the future of of Chelsea, Rob, hangs in the profile of the type of owner. By that I mean, remember Hicks and Gillette came in at Liverpool, big American noise, there was all this talk. Yeah. Didn't want to come in there and put money in, Rob. Didn't want to come in there and, and do it. We're almost, some would believe, maybe looking at it as, as a way to earn money. You know, the Glazers, we can talk about their ownership and what they've done and how the Manchester United's dissatisfaction with the way yeah. they've done. You know, the Cronkies is, is, is another one. You know, yeah. are they going to be, is, is this a either an ownership or a fund that comes in that's looking to make the best of what's that Chelsea and, and that might be appealing based on the money that this guy's put in already mm-hmm. are we going to get another profile like in Abramovich and to be fair to Abramovich Rob in terms of football regardless of expense if it led, led to success and there was the, a, a rationale behind it this guy generally put the money in he, he bought the players he, he backed his managers and whatever yeah he might hire and sack them but, but he backed his guys and there was a couple of things I was thinking about Chelsea. It was one of the clubs when I first got out of TV and was in media, spent a bit of time, lived not far from the training ground, got to know it a little bit. And the, there is something about Chelsea, Rob, where it's situated in London, it's in the cool part of, of London, it carries a kudos. Seeing the King's Road, Chelsea, carries a kudos. You've got great set of players, you've got a fantastic manager, you've got an infrastructure, infrastructure that's pretty good, a training facility that, that's second to none, you've got an academy of young players that some out in different places and, and some that, you, that you've got. It's a, an appealing buy, Rob, for the right person. It's a very appealing. It's a club that you go in. The, the Saudi group bought Newcastle on the knowledge that it's going to take some time. And we don't know where it'll end up, but I think people will believe in a certain amount of time with a certain amount of money, they'll maybe start competing. Chelsea are competing from the moment you walk through the door. They're competing, yeah. Rob. Yeah, there's something in the Telegraph, Rob, that I laughed at. There's a headline on their back of there talking about Bromwich selling and uh, mm. the Saudis will be kicking themselves <laughs> they didn't wait a little longer. <laughs> because maybe, yeah. maybe the Saudis would have loved to buy for the reason mm. you just talked about. The only thing yeah. that they haven't got, Rob, in terms of we're assuming that there isn't going to be another multi-billionaire that's going to really put money in. Yeah, They haven't got a big stadium. And the revenue no. from the stadium will be down on the others, some mm. of the other big ones. Now, we know that Abramovich talked about a new stadium. Um, I think there's a lot of shelved. issues with a new stadium, isn't it? There's some yeah, ownership by a group, by a supporters group. There's, there's lots of things with the, with the yeah. council and, and where West they could London. build in West London and the size right. of space they'd want. So that, that could be a, a, another reason mm. why revenues might not match some of the other yeah. so-called yeah, big clubs good point. in the league. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I think... It is attractive proposition, of course, given the manager and particularly the players. A good, good 
bunch of young, talented Premier League players mm. that are proven that are, that are winning things. Yeah. Um, but just over a longer period of time, again, I'll say it once more, it, Bramovich just invested a ton of money. Werner mm. and, of course, Lukaku mm. and Kai Havertz, you know, some of the younger players that's there now and developed in and Reece, it's a good squad and he's injected yeah. money in. Um, but can, I don't can know, I, mate. Can I just, can I just, because uh, we are talking about the future and we've talked about the, the past and, and we've been uh, cognizant of, of the Bramovich situation and the divisive position that he's in. Chelsea fans obviously, um, you know, love him because of what he's done to the football club. The other people in football are looking at it with very different eyes on, uh, and quite rightly. But let, let's just for a moment, Rob, and say it is going to sell. You talked about that. Might, it might be quickly. I know the Premier League have said, you know, the right buyer comes along and ticks all the boxes and, and passes the relevant tests, that it could go quickly. So you get the sense everybody's looking for this to move. But I was kind of thinking, just nuts and bolts of Chelsea. You've got two or three players whose contracts are up who don't quite know if they're going to sign or they're going to leave. You've got someone like, I think it's Mason Mount, whose contract's due, and what, you know, what, what happens with those. Thomas Tuchel, Robbie Musto, is a very, very interesting um, manager. Smart, articulate, um, <clears throat> empathetic, um, understanding, uh, worldly. He's had his back pushed up a little bit this week, and I felt a bit sorry for him because the journalists were asking him questions that were out of his pay grade, really, yeah. not within his remit. And I think once or twice, I wouldn't say bit, he, he strongly tried to put them in their position. But is he the kind of manager, either depending on what happens, depending on who comes in, depending on the next regime or what's going on at the football club, is he the kind of guy who might decide this might not quite be for him? I know he's done, he's done brilliant work at the football club and he seems to you know, got a brilliant relationship with some of the people. But let's just say some of the backroom, the ownership, say things change. I'm talking about change. When you've got change and you've got as much kind of concern going on at the football club, I don't think it's healthy. I just think it's an unhealthy environment. Now, I'm not saying he should go. I'm not saying he will go. And I'm not saying... I'm just kind of saying, thinking that the personality of the man wouldn't... I wouldn't say wouldn't surprise me, but we'll want certain assurances in the way he works and the way the football club's going to go forward. Maybe that's a better way of saying it. He may, he may look for that, Rob, yeah. And that's understandable. He's going to work yeah. out the future. Yeah, like. correct. I mean, he, he's going to get no answers right now until the club's mm. sold and there's a new owner. Yeah. Yeah. And he starts to get a sense of what it's going to be and what it's going to mm. look like and what's the board going to be directors and all that. And what's the, you know, but, don't own, but don't owners generally bring in, and, and I know that it's very different with this guy, it's very different because of the football club, because he's winning and they've won trophies mm. and whatever. But don't owners sometimes come in with their own view of their own man, their own guy? Yeah, but I can't imagine an owner coming yeah. in and, not, and yeah. having a different appearance. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm just, listening. I'm, I'm just putting it out there in, in, are you, in terms Are you thinking of, more that Tuchel might say, you know what, it's a good time for me to get out? Is that what you're suggesting, that he might just... Not really and... get out, because I don't think he's looking to get out. But I just think no. he's worked in a certain way that's been successful, with a certain group of people that's successful. If some of that changes, and he's not able to work in the same manner, he might just think, ah, the, you know, he's... He's been very. Um, I thought he's led the club in the last couple of weeks brilliantly, and, and, and couldn't impeccably the way he spoke and, and held himself and behaved. 
I just think if some of that changes and it changes what he does on the day to day, the relationships he has on the day to day. Let's just say he's, he, I know he's got a very strong relationship with Marina and Petr Cech. Let's say those two are taken out of the frame because they were of the old regime, and the new guy comes in. Who the new guy is? Mm, we don't particularly like this, or we don't like, or has an opinion, or all of a sudden that changes his relationship with the club and how he's doing his work. That's my worry. If I'm a Chelsea fan, that would be my worry. Yeah, I think it's like, in terms of his contract, Robert, I know he's signed an extension to that initial oh, 18 months. Yeah, month he contract. had 18 months. He signed yeah. a little bit longer yeah. given the, the Champions League victory. Yeah. But I'm sure it's not a, a super long contract. Mm. Um, I, I think what he's, what he's done has been pretty remarkable. I think from the day yeah. one, Rob, when we heard him speak in interviews, mm. you know, it's pretty obvious that he's an intelligent guy, honest yeah. guy, yeah. and his work has been pretty pretty good. I mean, Stunning, this season yeah. maybe hasn't been as good as we thought, um, but whatever happens, he's going to have a lot of... If, if if he comes dissatisfied for any reason, if the yeah. owner does, yeah. does some stupid yeah. things or he, mm. he's not doesn't feel like... I mean, he's going to have a ton of people that want to take him. I mean, lots of other places that would love to have Thomas Tuchel, given what he's done, the way he carries himself and his, yeah. the way that his team plays. So... But I, I, I don't, of all the things going on, Rob, I don't think that's going to be the, the concern of the fans mm. right now. I think mm. the fans will be more concerned about future in general and signings and money. And they, they realise the benefit they've had from Roman Bramovic yeah. for all these, the, the, the £1.5 billion that he's lent to the club and doesn't want to pay back. I mean, that's an incredible mm. yeah. amount of money. But it just shows you that he has kept putting money in to keep them competitive. And when Azard left and a few others, you're like, okay, we need to go again. And his Werner and his Lukaku and his Kai Havertz and, and all these players came in. So yeah, we, we'll move it on, Rob. But I mean, it's yeah. just, we can't, un- we can't understate what a big, big story this is in terms of not just the football club, but the league in general yeah. and others that have been struggling to, to fight alongside Chelsea or to overcome Chelsea given the mm. financial resources they've had for the last 19 years under yeah. their, their well, current owner right now. So mm. that's the fascinating thing for me is, wow, where does yeah. Chelsea football yeah. go? I, mean, I remember playing there, Rob. When I was 17, 18, starting coming through, I played in the Oxford United Reserves and mm. we used to play Chelsea in the Reserve mm. League. And going to Stamford Bridge then, it was the worst. <laughs> the, 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 hot, the track, weak, the track around the pitch. The yeah, like there'd be some people that honestly Google, you know, Stamford Bridge for back in the day, eighties, late eighties, early nineties. It was a different place than what you see now. Completely yeah. different place, I mean, it, different it, atmosphere. It, it, it did improve, didn't it? I remember Ken Bates oh, was there before. Yeah, Ken Bates it started it, it when improve. they, yeah, with the Taylor Report, and then it went to a whole yeah. new, different oh, level. And, and they've been a brilliant club. And, and you know, the way that um, they've gone about the business, the success they've had has it, it, been, yeah. you know, wildly impressive. But it's going to be a different Chelsea from here on in, Rob. Different ownership. Yeah. We'll have to see what what effect that has on on the football yeah. and what we talk about. What, what goes on on the pitch. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Let's move it to the FA Cup, mate, because there was some, uh, a number of games this weekend, in, in, certainly involving uh, Premiership clubs. 
We'll start with with, with, with yeah, Chelsea with because um, they were away at Luton, um, which was not not necessarily an easy time. Nathan Jones gone back to Luton where he started after a couple of was it Stoke particularly for for a while didn't work out, but his team gave him a bit of a scare. Uh, had to come from behind twice Chelsea to win. Uh, Timo Werner was involved in in most good things. Got a, an assist in, in the goal himself. Romelu Lukaku started a game, Rob, and got himself a goal, which he looked really pleased and thankful for. Even the FA Cup against a, a Championship team, um, and Chelsea win in the end. In in, in spite uh, despite what was going on and noise around the club and focus and defeating the League Cup, they did what they had to do and, and made it through to the quarter final, mate. Yeah, I did. I watched this one, and um, I mean, Lukaku was generally quiet, but he got his goal—a mm. a typical, a really good goal. Werner with a nice ball through, he slides in and scores. Werner scores and takes a goal really well himself. Um, but they weren't great, and they went behind. And the two goals they conceded, like the defense was missing for it. They yeah. did what they had to do, and they found a way to come back and win the game. And they played better in the second half. But it was a bit of a, I guess, typical FA Cup, Luton Town away. I mean, it's tight rubbishy floodlights were you know it was dark and but but they that's but the FA Cup isn't it yeah. that's the FA Cup and they found mm. a way to win there's many changes as, as you'd imagine from the team for Chelsea yeah. but I think I this, you know the, the story team. probably was uh, Werner and Lukaku two, two forwards that have been yeah. brought to the club for, for much much money and haven't really done it haven't really mm. done it so they'll feel better but it is yeah. only looting away for them so mm. they'll they'll take the goals and they'll move on they'll go to the next round which is great but it wasn't a brilliant game, and um, mm. you know the, the headline really is is Lukaku and Werner, um, and the changes that were made, different systems and stuff. But yeah, but yeah. I didn't see much of the game, but I, I just looked at you know I was looking at uh, just the, the lineups and whatever, and, and I saw it back back three was it Saul Loftus Cheek and Rudiger? Was it back three initially? Is that how they started? No, 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 no. Because uh, oh, I had somewhere Saul Loftus Cheek and Rudiger, and I was like, hmm, put Loftus Cheek. No, no, it was um, no, Saul. Saul, Saul, Saul. It was not Saul. Saul was yeah, Saul. not Saul. Yeah, yeah. I said Saul, yeah. but was lost his oh, cheek at centre back. Yeah, because I'm not really seeing him play there for, for a while. No. He, he's generally a midfield player, or sometimes played under the ten, hasn't he? How well, did he do in? in the... I think they switched to a back three. Well, I think it started as a four, and they switched to because Hudson Odoi played right wing back. Yeah, right wing back. I got Kennedy left wing back. Yeah, Saul and Saul, Saul and Jorginho. Yeah. But the back three was uh, right, Saul. Loftus Cheek and Rudiger, and it just surprised me. I thought, "Oh, Loftus Cheek is the same." I just thought, "What an interesting position that could be for him if you're going to play out the back." Is that yeah. somewhere he could, you could see more from him? Could benefit? I don't think so, personally. I mean, they, they like I said, they conceded two goals, mm. and they're all looking at each other when when the first guy goes through early on, scores, you know, really well taken goal to get in behind very easily. Yeah. Loftus Cheek doesn't doesn't strike me as being a defensive conscious, uh, really mm. conscientious type of defender. Yeah. Um, but you know, Pulisic came on, Reese James yeah, came on, more minutes yeah. for him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it, it, yeah, that, that, there was a few system changes throughout the game, but it settled okay. down to Kennedy wing back and Hudson Odoi right uh, right wing back. Yeah. 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 Um, interesting. Yeah, just yeah. an interesting one. I, I was just interested in, in how that looked and whether that was maybe food food for thought down the road. Uh, somebody who's continued to have food for thought. They're up and they're down. They're up and they're down. They're Antonio Conte's Tottenham, who against the mighty, musty Middlesbrough, got themselves a 1-0 defeat. And I have to say, on what I saw, and I, and I watched this game, um, which most of this game was, 
Borough deserved it, mate. I thought Borough played particularly well and deserved, wow, the, deserved the, the victory. You, you wouldn't know. I mean, you wouldn't know which is the, the team going mm. for the top four and which is in the championship. And I think, you know, there's, there's a, lots of talk about um, Antonio Conte and the way he plays. I mean, they're out-possessed, yeah. out-possessed yeah. by Middlesbrough. Yeah, you know, yeah. they're, they're, which brings up the whole, you know, really? You know, and of course, listen, I love Middlesbrough and I love the club mm. and stuff, but, mm. but to be as, to be as, the players that you've got at Spurs and to be kind of reactive and passive was like head scratching. Now, as the game went on, Rob, it, I mean, to be fair, both teams could have scored yeah, a lot yeah. of times. Chances, like it, yeah. it wasn't, you know, it wasn't super tight, super boring, no. super defensive. I mean, Middlesbrough gave as good as they got. They had as many opportunities, probably more than Spurs in the end, and deserved yeah. a one-nil victory. Josh Coburn, the nineteen-year-old, comes kid, on yeah. and Lovely strikes goal, through the ball. He's got yeah. an eye for goal. This mm. kid and strikes through the ball beautifully into that far corner. Um, I mean, it just brings back memories of when. I was there and we went on cup runs in the late 90s. Mm. We got to three cup finals in two seasons, FA Cup final in 1997. This is them through to the next round now. Um, I, you know, I know the Riverside would have been full and bouncing. And yeah, buzzing. I was going to say, that was a great scene, wasn't it, to see it, it back well, buzzing. It, 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 it hasn't been for a while, has it? It hasn't been no. for some time, but been buzzing no. like that. And, and now there's a, apart from this, Chris Wilder, the new manager, yeah, has injected... Yeah. So much to the team, both in the league as well now. So there's a real sense of excitement about we've finally got a a really the right man, Rob, to get him back yeah. into the Premier League, which is yeah. always the, always the, the job there. But FA Cup helps, you know, helps the team, helps the players. It it help. it, yeah. It's just brilliant, you know, from being there and 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 being around the town with a cup mm. run. It's pretty exciting. Fans are buzzing with it, and to beat Spurs, another Premier League, Man United and Spurs now, Rob, they've not done yeah. the FA Cup. Yeah, it's not so, Fair, fair play to, to my old team, and as you said, deserved it. Like created mm. more chances to score. Um, yeah, good, good for good for the borough. Some musty love for the boroughs. They uh, go past Tottenham. Another down down day for for Antonio Conte. And I, 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 as I was thinking about this, Robert, I just wrote a note. I was, I was sort of writing little notes about the games and, and whatever. And, and I was kind of thinking, like we know what like. Um, they changed to a back four in the end. He took off his wing backs. He was trying different systems, trying to get back in the game. Created one or two chances, Spurs, but not great. But I was almost thinking, like, penny for the thoughts of Antonio Conte. Like, deep down, Rob, when he goes home and talks to his wife or whoever he talks to or somebody in Italy, what's he really think about this Tottenham team? Well, what's he really think about? Yeah, I, could, I, 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 could I? Could I? Can I get? Can I shape this? You know, given time, given money, let's say. Can this work? I don't know. As I'm watching him, Rob, and he's going through his emotions, and you see him, and he's very, you know, expressive, and and, and you know, yeah. we, we love all that, and, and you see it all heart and sleeve, and all that stuff. But to Silo, deep down, what does it? Do you think he believes in this group? You know, do you know where? You, so you're you're pointing. You're you're again pointing to. It's the, all the players' fault, and it's no, the no, no. Fault. And no, 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 and, no! And, you got to, you got to listen to me. I'm saying, does it, is it, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying any of those things. What my, more? My point is, do you think inside he believes he can be successful at that football club? Well, he should think that, shouldn't he? If no, that's what I'm saying. That's but, but that's the question. I'm not saying that he shouldn't think that. I'm saying, but do I? There's something in me when I watch him that makes me think he's not convinced. 
He did. Like, let's remember at Chelsea. He didn't go to Chelsea when he won the title. The first four games he played the system, he let them play, and then he changed, you know, the famous yeah. change of back three to win the game. He believes in that, what he's doing. I'm not sure when I was seeing he really, really believes in, in, in this group. That it will take time, that he's got something to do, but he can turn that around. That's what I'm saying. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree that he, I don't think he thinks that this team is anywhere near what's required to finish yeah. in the top yeah. spaces in the Premier League. I think that's mm-hmm. agreed. That, that was known beforehand, by the way, because previous managers have struggled to do that. Mm-hmm. Some big-name managers mm-hmm. struggle to get to the very, very top. Yeah. Um, where I'm starting to get a, have a bit of a problem is some of these bad results are bad. And the players aren't that bad, Rob. It's not that bad a team to lose to Southampton, Burnley and Middlesbrough. Does it always does it always have to be well look at this lot you know yeah you know I I you know I'm I'm this I'm that I've done this I've done that, that that's kind of the point I'm saying is is is, is he I, I believe like that he's, he's not I don't know they did he can't it's not going to happen for this group they're not going to listen to what I say well is he not, isn't he tr- is he trying do you feel like he's he's sort of saying that this, that these aren't good enough for me I, I don't know what to yeah, do about that, it. That, that's my question does it is that what's it is that what he's starting to say. I'm a good manager. I don't think these guys are going to be able to do what I want to do, and I'm not going to have the time. I don't. I haven't got the time to, however long it's going to take, well, to I, get I them where so, I want so, them. So that's awful. That's awful, isn't it? If I'm his, if I'm his, if I'm his, if I'm his owner, or I'm his director of football, Daniel yeah. Levy, what? Which is what you've taken. The yeah, for Spurs, you got you got yourself another problem. Yeah, you, you've, get, you've just inherited another problem. Stop whinging and moaning about what you've got. You know, you Nuno never said that. You never got the sense Nuno looked at that group and said, they aren't this. I mean, whether you, wherever you think Nuno's a manager, it just it didn't work and he got the sack. You, I look, when I look at Conte, it's almost as though I, I got the sense that he's feeling, nah, I'm not sure what, how this, this one's going to work for, out. What, what do you mean? Like yeah, I'm a, like, like there's too much to do. It's going to take too long. Oh, so I, I'm going to be... He's going to quit then. Well, he's going to be some. I'm just suggesting. Let's just follow the story and let's see. I think somewhere down the the line, and I think Danny's been saying for a while he won't start next season, whether he does or not. Let, let's wait and see. I just, I don't know. I, as I'm watching him, Rob, and, and I'm a body language and looking and relationship and thing, it just almost looks to me like. Ugh, but he doesn't you know. fancy it. That's what mm. he's saying. His body language yeah. doesn't fancy yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a, which is a, which yeah. is. I don't disagree, by the way. I don't. Mm. I think that's exactly what we're seeing body language in interviews. Mm. Like, oh, you know, as if he doesn't really fancy it. Now, this is mm. less about. You know, we thought the big throw the, the toys out of the pram were go, was going to mm. be the money, and I need more money to bring in top players. You, but it hasn't really been that. Yeah, it's yeah. it's just he's just from results to one week to the next week they've been inconsistent. He's like, well. I can't, you know, how can I work with these groups? Yeah, yeah. And that's, I, that's I, a, know, I think yeah. it's a, mm. I think it's a disappointing look. Mm, for him, of, you know what? This is gonna, this is it's a little bit tougher than I thought. We're working to try and get consistent. We're going to try and stop the goals going in. You know, we've had a certain amount of time. We've got some great players here. We have brought mm. some other players in. You know, it's his job to be excited about trying to improve them. And if he thought he was going to go in there and his magic tactical stuff that that we've seen at other clubs was going to work every single time is not true. This one needs more work. Maybe yeah. needs more. It needs more care, more coaching, more, more. It just needs more of it. And he's mm. got to show the Spurs fans that he's ready to do that instead of being upset and angry and screaming at everybody else about, apart from, okay, wow, this is a difficult job. And, mm. you know, my reputation's at stake here a little bit. I've got to find a way to not lose at Middlesbrough or Burnley or Southampton or some of the other yeah. games that they've, yeah. they've missed out. So I, I, I want to see him like cry less, 
and work work harder in what he's got there. Yeah, well, I think that's going to be the case between now and the end of the season. Yeah. We'll see how that all plays out. And obviously, challenging for four spots now, pretty much all they got left uh, for the season for Antonio Conte and his team. Let's sort of well see the other FA Cups. Man City, 2 0 winners uh, away at Peterborough. Again, one of them, brilliant performance, Rob. I saw, I saw a bit of the game. Jack Grealish got a goal, lovely goal. Foden and Grease created. Mara's got the first. Uh, got the job done away from home. Liverpool, 2 0. Minamino with a couple of goals. I think it was important then. Again, I looked at the teams, Liverpool teams, and somebody said to me, in the past, when Liverpool have changed in the Cups, they've kind of left themselves a bit short. I think, talking to, the, to what we've said on the podcast over the last few weeks, there's a depth to Liverpool now that, that's, yeah. that makes them better, stronger, and bizarrely, it's the first time they got to the quarterfinals under, under Klopp in the FA Cup, which kind of wow. adds to that, to that line, that you know the, the strength's there now, 2-1 winners. Big result for Southampton, mate. Southampton 3, West Ham 1. Yeah, Ralph Fasson, it'll continue to do good work, flying. don't he? Flying yeah, at the flying. moment. Uh, Brozier with a goal. Uh, Perro with a beautiful strike from left back and, and a Wolf-Prowse goal was enough to beat a West Ham team. That will be disappointing for David Moyes. And then Crystal Palace 2, Stoke 1. Um, which is a great result for, for, for Palace. And pleased for Palace because under Roy Rob, they never really had a cup run. They, they, they kind of went out of cups quite early and obviously were... Pretty, you know, got themselves safe. And I always used to think for Palace, well, oh, they don't have that peak where at least they get to, you know, quarterfinals, semi-finals. Still, I think no apology to come to to Wembley um, some years back now. But it was nice for for Palace to get the results and, and obviously go into the last stages of a competition. You know what? When you look at teams that I, I would really think they must fancy a cup run, mm. it's two teams at one: Southampton and Crystal Palace. Rob, yeah, so should do. Yeah, in previous seasons they've been mm. looking over the shoulder, they've been sure. fighting relegation. Mm. They're not sure about well, you know, FA Cup's great and all that, but we've got to make sure we get the right team for the league to to, to keep those scraps going. Two teams that have changed the narrative this season: Southampton and Crystal mm. Palace. You know. Bit, bit of doom and gloom from last year. Lots of changes yeah. at Palace. And they've had a really good Premier League season so far. Why not go for a cup run? So I bet the fans are like, this is great. Yeah, like, exactly. No worries in the league. Let's go for mm. it. We're in the quarterfinal of the FA Cup. Absolutely fantastic because everybody loves a cup run in England. It's just mm. it's just exciting for the fans to potentially play at Wembley as you do in the FA Cup now in yeah. the semi-final. Um, one thing, Rob, that, that I think was a real nice touch of all these games. The Peterborough Man City game. Alexander yeah. Zinchenko, of course, a Ukrainian, was yeah. was given the captaincy from Fernandinho for the day, yeah. walking out mm. with the Peterborough captain out the tunnel holding the Ukraine flag. Yeah, it was right absolutely good show. Really good it was, show a lo- yeah. was a lovely yeah. Yeah. A lovely thing to see. Yeah, a touching moment on it in, in, in this yeah. period where we've seen some horrible scenes from from over in Ukraine and, and people sheltering and, and just trying to keep themselves safe. And yeah, you're right. It's a really good shout to, to see Fo- that. Fo- and, football's football oh. is as it, as in many situations, Rob. It, mm. it's, it, it stands together. Football. Yeah, this, and this it's weekend, bit, the it can be a healer, can't it? It can be a healer. Yeah, and, and and people care about it. I know the Premier League yeah. are doing lots yeah. of things this weekend. The captains mm. are wearing special. Uh, the colours of, of Ukraine on their armbands. Yeah, I yeah. think there's a moment of solidarity. I think before kickoff yeah, yeah. this weekend. So mm. you know, I, I think uh, yeah, the look, Premier League is yeah, trying to. The, the league show. deserves a lot of credit for that. We saw it through Black Lives Matter and, and, and things. It, it, it takes on these these causes and um, does reflect well on the league. I think and, and, and the um, the management of the league. So yeah, it's a really good shout, mate. Really good shout. Uh, just before we move on to um, a Premier League game that took uh, place this week, actually, it's just reminded that Everton 
have a tricky yeah. little game against Bournemouth today, which yeah, is one of those. Yeah, recording. Yeah, we're just before, yeah, just before this. I mean, we might. That's how we, we're not doing an emergency <laughs> podcast tomorrow. <laughs> and Boreham would have, have got one uh, over Frank's um, Everton at Goodison Park. I'm sure Frank will get through that one and they'll concentrate on, on Premier League. Talking about the Premier League and at the bottom of the table, Burnley, who were in really good form, um, came up against Leicester City with a, a certain Jamie Vardy back in the lineup, mate. No surprise, he comes off the bench, makes yeah. a goal, scores a goal. Leicester win 2 0. First win for Leicester, I believe, this uh, since the turn of the year. And um, disappointing day for Burnley at home when they were picking up points and looking to get out of that bottom three. Yeah, I listened to Sean Dykstra afterwards, Rob, saying how disappointed he was. Um, mm. He didn't want to criticise his team, but he said, like, yeah. we just, we just, we've had a lot of big games recently where we've needed to mm. win and the performance was there. We just didn't have the spark today against Leicester. I, I yeah. thought Leicester's point of view, Rob, it, they 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 looking a little bit more familiar now. I know yeah, like Madison, yeah. you expect him to start in Vardy. Both mm. players came off the bench and both scored the goals in this game. But yeah. I just looked at the game, and they just looked Leicester yeah. looked a little bit more like what you might expect. Mm-hmm. And I and I got a feeling they're gonna they're gonna do all right now. You know we've had they've had some issues and pressure yeah, on Brendan Rodgers. I thought it was pretty good. And Burnley's still in it, still in it. I mean these mm. are games now that they're all the makeup games, of course, that they had to, to yeah. play. They're still, well, they've played one 25. They play 25 now, one more than Everton. Yeah. They're points. Yeah. One less than Leeds that are yeah. banging in trouble. Yeah. We'll talk about yeah. them next. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so Burnley's still in it. Bamford. They're just still in yeah. it. And they need uh, Veghorst up front with, with um, Cornet as well yeah. to get them yeah. the goals because everything else mm. in that team is going to be okay mm. for the most part. This was a, this again, this wasn't a great one. You think they might have yeah. a chance of getting something from Leicester with the, the muscle and the. The energy they often show against teams, but not in this one. Leicester deserved a 2 win, two a victory. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. It did. Uh, and we'll move on to what is very... It's actually 2K um, backwards step. Jesse Marsh in it at Leeds would have been huge headlines normally. US um, yeah. manager taking over a Premier League club and, and obviously the Bielsa... Uh, mutual consent leaving the football club but in light of what's happened at Chelsea it's been very much down the pecking order but Jesse Marsh at Leeds is big news my friend is a big story is a very big story it's a very very big story it was a big big move Mm. Radrizani Andrea Radrizani is the owner Italian owner at Leeds United and you know the statement came out that it's a very difficult decision that he made to, to sack Marcelo Bielsa uh, and he's made the big call in Jesse March. It's Victor mm. Autorob, who's the director of football yeah. at United, that really is a proper uh, director of football, hires and fires, picks the players. Yeah. He was at my previous club, uh, well, my, my, is at my Middlesbrough for a little bit of time. Oh, and now okay. he's at Leeds United, and he's been tracking Jesse March for a number of years now and feels like the way that March coaches is yeah. kind of similar to Bielsa, the same kind of energy, the same forward momentum, the same kind of high pressing, yeah. these diagonal forward, you know, quick football, quick attack, uh, transitional football where they want to get forward yeah. and attack, kind of in keeping with what we're seeing. I say kind of because Bielsa's um, stuff is so way different that that's going to yeah. be difficult in itself. So 
an incredibly difficult job of, of, of any you know any club to walk into Jesse might it must be the toughest managerial position mm. that he could walk into in the Premier League just it just is given following a legend given the team struggles right now given the spine of the team certainly Kelvin Phillips and Patrick Bamford still are injured is yeah, incredibly yeah. important and difficult mm. and and given the fact he's an American which shouldn't yeah. make a difference it shouldn't matter but sadly it does yeah um, I, I feel this is going to be a little bit different to Bob Bradley. I, I, I think with the, the more experience that he's had in European competition, and mm. let's not forget, he was trusted and selected to coach RB Leipzig, which is a, yeah a, after Nagelsmann, wasn't it? Yeah, that's a that's a lot mm. of trusted. Now it didn't work yeah. out. Granted, yeah. he left mm. the club after five months, but to be in that position, yeah. he must do a lot of things well. Now yeah. we'll see. He's got to do a lot of things well straight mm. away in a different league in an incredibly atmospheric like fever pitch Leeds United and we've already seen an interview Rob and he's, all, he's already um, he's already expressed yeah he, what he knows about the Leeds United he mm. knows the history of the team he, yeah. he understands that but I mean just from our point of view after being there playing there etc mm. the expectation the pressure on Jesse Marsh is mm. going to be huge it's interesting you talk though about his nationality and what that means and whether it's a good or bad thing whether people are going to Talk about the Ted Lasso and, and the Brad Bobley, which was, you know, caricatures of Bob Bradley going in at Swansea. But I've got to be honest, Rob, if I was a Leeds fan and as a, as a football watcher, I loved Jesse Marshy's response in the interview. Listen to this. Jesse, do you feel there's a stigma around American coaches in English football? You joked this week about people might not like your accent and Bob Bradley had a hard time when he was there. How do you sort of battle against it? Yeah, I think there's probably a stigma. <laughs> I'm not sure Ted Lasso helped. Um, I haven't watched the show, but I get it. I get it. Like, people hate hearing the word soccer. They hate hearing, you know. I mean, I've used the word football since I was a, a football, professional football player. I think more and more in the States, we're adapting to what the game here is in England and our connection with, with what this league is and what the culture of the sport is in this country. Um, you know, uh, I can understand that they don't think that we have the experiences that can be created here in Europe. Frankly, they're right, right? I mean, it, it was the reason I came to Europe. It was the reason I learned German. It was the reason I tried to adapt to new cultures. This is the fifth country I've coached football in. So, and it, it takes me out of my comfort zone every time. It challenges me to grow and develop and learn new things. Um, I'm very open to that. I'm very cognizant of the fact that I'm not perfect and I don't want to be. Um, and all I can say is the only way I know how to do things is to go all in, to give everything I have, to believe in who I am, to believe in the people that I work with, and to try to maximize what we are every day. And, and I find if you can do that effectively that you can be incredibly surprised with the human spirit and what you can achieve. So that sounds like Ted Lasso, I think, from what I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, brilliant. did sound like brilliant. 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 brilliant answer. What a great, great what a great response, though, mate, to to an English media who's sitting there waiting for for something to drop. Comes across worldly, Rob. Yeah, intelligent, smart. Um, yeah. Has been in in other countries. Self-deprecating, he's going to be prepared to have a laugh at himself and have a laugh at the thing and, and embrace yeah. that and, and and not be you know get his back up. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I've got to be honest. He's been in, yeah. as you talked about, he's managed in five countries. He, he's had experience. 
I, I, so as ever, we you know you do a little bit of reading, try and find up. And I heard that he, after he's um, you know he got the job, he said he's got a million things that he wants to get across and say, but he's just going to make sure the few things he has to say are acted acted on, and we'll build our relationship as we go along. So that's so important to do because you've all been there where new manager comes in and you try and put everything into two training sessions that, that you, your whole career and, and players a bit like you can have an overload of, of tactic and information and mm. listen he, he's got a good dressing room they've obviously got a great spirit about him he's got to tap into that and find the right way to just manoeuvre it in his way but now I'm really really looking forward to, to what this Leeds adventure could be and listen he's got a job on mate he's got to get them out of, re, um, of, of relegation trouble you know, it, it, it shouldn't be so important, Rob, but but it really is the way that managers interview, like those those type of situations, yeah, pre yeah, yeah, post game yeah. interviews, mm. after game interviews, like like the the quick flash interviews afterwards. Yeah, it really is important how you come across, and it, yeah. again, it, it shouldn't be. But if he's smart um, and he says the right things, then journalists, if he gets on the right side, of the journalists, the, yeah, it, it changes yeah. a lot, and then fans yeah. read that stuff. They'll give him a, they'll give him, give him a little bit yeah. of leeway. Possibly, Correct. of course, the Correct. one thing that that, that that stops that dead in the tracks is, is his performance is not better. Results, and there's yeah. one thing well, we can say about you know good answer, and mm. you know th- there's there's a bunch of reasons why he, he, mm. he should be getting the opportunity. But if performance doesn't improve quickly, yeah, yeah, it will be difficult given yeah. the guy that he's followed and given that mm. big decision to say, you know what, we don't think we're going to stay up with. Uh, Marcelo Bielsa, we've got to make yeah. a change. And to yeah. a change to a guy that's not coached in England before, you can't point to any big club in Europe that he's had success. Salzburg, well done, two League Cup doubles. Yeah. They're winning the league this year. I think they've won it the last eight or nine years, Salzburg. But anyway, but but he was trusted to get that Leipzig job. Um, and there's just got to be a, an, an, an immediate performance yeah. mm. upshift. Fit team, mm. still one of the fittest in the league. Some good midfield players, Rob. And the only thing I would say, I don't know whether we spoke about this before, but um, the goals come from midfield players at Leeds right now. There's no striker. And by the mm. way, I'm not sure that's Bielsa's fault that it wasn't a second striker. You go back to Victor Orta, yeah. director of football. Didn't yeah, they wanted somebody in the window, didn't they? Yeah. That it's made it super difficult. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you've got to be able to release Dan James, Jack Harrison and Rafinha, Rob, mm. to go and do their thing. Mm. If, and I don't think, I think, I think Jesse Marsh will. But if you went in with a... A Roy Hodgson go in there and try yeah, and them deep. He's going to yeah, try everybody yeah. back to, to improve mm. their defensive thing, which is important. Mm. But importance is about winning. It's about winning. And you've got to yeah. score a goal to win. If you've got all your attacking players doing defensive work, yeah, then, yeah, you might concede less goals, mm. but you're still going to concede. Yeah. Um, so that, that, but I think with Jesse Marsh, the whole point is that mm. he is an attack-minded coach yeah. and he will bring, he's already said it, a, a different defensive structure mm. Mindset, that, yeah. that he's got to try yeah. and reprogram the defender's mind. Because can you, I mean, just think, Rob, like, if you think back, wouldn't you think that you've been doing this for four years now, I think it's a four and a half years under Bielsa where you're tracking the midfield yeah. player, yeah. you're going to find yourself doing the same just thing. Just stopping, yeah, yeah, Get, or getting caught between the two or not quite sure. Is it going to be difficult, Rob, just to, like practically difficult to, to be zonal? Because for people... Yeah, like, I, I think it's tweaks, Rob, isn't different. it, first? They might be poor man-to-man in at certain places and, and working it so the players are comfortable. Yeah. It's interesting that Tim said he's worked... Obviously, Tim knows Jesse Marsh and worked with him, knows his kind of methodology and that. And he said it's actually a really good fit for Leeds. He, he feels that, you know, 
there's lots of things and what Bielsa did in the tactics that will fit right into what Jesse Morris wants to do. He will adapt a little bit that defending. And and, and the other one, Rob, just for me, um, just on a very personal note, my my, my son's best friend is, is, um, they went to play college together, Aaron Long, who ended up being a US international, actually captain the US team. So Aaron was sort of at, at Seattle and Portland for a bit and Jesse Morris took him to the Red Bulls. And from there on, Aaron's career took off, and, and we've had a couple of conversations with Aaron. And he talks glowingly of Marsh in terms of his football, he, he, what he does on a, in a, in a day-to-day basis, what he does individually, how he gives such a targets. He said he made me a back, way better player. He made me a way better person. Um, just glowing marks and said like, you know, he'll do well if he gets to the right setup in Europe. He'll do well. So. Yeah, you know, he's Aaron, somebody I know well, very well, and, and I've got a lot of respect for. And when he talks at that level and, and was glowing in terms of what Jesse Marsh can do, um, he is hoping, mate. He is hoping because we've seen now, you know, American players make that breakthrough and go into big European teams and that. And we've still got this this kind of stigma around coaches and managers that they can't quite do it in, in European level or in, in some of the big leagues. So, um, mm. great opportunity for Jesse Moore. Yeah, good luck, good luck see, to Jesse. Yeah, let's yeah. see how, how that goes at least. Let's move on finally, mate. There's a big game happening at the weekend at the Etihad. Manchester City facing Manchester United. Dare I say both teams not in, in sparkling form. City, you know, the one that won Everton and the win in the, in the League Cup. United you know, coming off a 0-0 draw against Watford. Um... What do you think? Who do you fancy? How's it, how's it going? Well, well, you've only got to look at the league table and the, and the, mm. the numbers to, to say that City will be favourites. They're playing at yeah. home, Rob. They know they've got Liverpool chomping at the bit right behind them, coming up on their tails. You know, that it, 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 it's... The way that they're playing right now isn't the, the optimum, but, but I yeah. you still think with well, the way that they pass the ball... They're going to dominate possession of the game. It's, a, it's, mm. it's more about Man United for me, Rob. I think we know what City are going to do. We just yeah. know. I know how they're going to play. I know how the flow of the game is going to go. I know they're going to go mm. down run one side, try and find a way, go to the other side. I think we know the pattern of the game. It comes yeah. down more to how United play and how they yeah. defend and who plays yeah. defensively. Defend. Yeah, 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 structurally, yeah. they have been better as a, as mm. a unit. Um, and actually, a lot of parts of their game have been pretty good under Ralph Ragnick. It's just the scoring mm. part. Yeah. Now, this game is very different from what they'd normally get because they normally dominate and trying to find a way through, like Watford. Tons of shots, create stuff, but people aren't scoring goals. They're not sticking the ball away. Yeah. This is going to be different because this, is a, mm. this will be more about counter-attack for Manchester United. No doubt about that. I would assume that oh, at least two of these three, Sancho, Alanga and Rashford, Rob, yeah. would play yeah. because of their pace. Yeah, yeah. Rashford's done well against City in the past, hasn't he? I don't know if that sort of helps him in in, in any way. That's when he's at his best, for sure. Mm. Um, Running, uh, you know, with with the ball played in behind. Yeah, some Uh, count. So we might see Rashford, I would think. But, I mean, Ragnick's a thinker, you know, and he'll Mm. try and come up with something, Rob. It's just whether they can rally themselves and have a team mm. performance to stop the, the, you know, the superb machine that is Manchester City. That, uh, as, as ever, is the hardest question. Defensively, they got to be strong. Four, four, whatever. Or does whatever. Harry Maguire? Does Harry Maguire start in your back four of his four? I mean, there is an option for three. He's not, generally not gone to three as, as a rule. Does Harry Maguire come back in? For not, not for Ryan me. And not, not for me. Doesn't. I mean, the, the last game was Ryan uh, and Lindelof, 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 L
probably comes back in at left back, but I'm not 100% yeah. confident about that. But I, I think Varane and, and Lindelof, given the type of players that Man City are, Rob, the sharp, yeah. quick, creative. You want, like, Lindelof's quicker on his feet, isn't he? And, and yeah, Varane yeah. quicker as well. Yeah, not yeah the little moving. And... Yeah, so I would think those two would, would continue. Mm. I mean, it wasn't awful against, you know, they, they, they're pretty strong defensively against Watford, as you'd expect. So, yeah, I would expect Lindelof to partner Rafa Brandon. Yeah. So I've got two others. Paul Pogba, it's a day when you're not going to have that much ball, Rob. If we're going to play him as either a midfield player in that eight, it's going to have to be a lot of ball, lot of work without the ball. And that's the worry, isn't it? When we sometimes don't see the best of Pogba or he slightly lets himself down yeah. with that responsibility of following Mark as of being yeah. strong, of winning Filling the ball. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a risk, isn't it? I know McTominay, I think, is close to fitness and, and obviously, you know, much more consistent. You know what I get, you're going to get from him, but... It's a gamble. It's a gamble if you go with, with, with Pogba on these kind of days. Yeah, the last game, Robbie, he played as a number ten, really. Pogba, so really yeah. advanced, you mm-hmm. know. And and given the opposition, are we expecting McTominay and Fred probably? Yeah, yeah. So it might not be a game for poor Pogba. It depends on the pace thing. How many of those mm-hmm. quickies he wants in the side? How many midfield yeah. players he wants? I'm sure he wants Bruno Fernandes in the side. You know, you could, there's a, there's a. I mean, you could have his. And I thought there was. Signs of this in the last game against Watford, we had four two two two. Yeah, old, that old chest now with them up. Yeah, he could yeah. have Fred and McTominay. He could then have Bruno and Bruno Pogba and Pogba. In, yeah, and then he could have Rashford in, and, and mm, Ronaldo for, yeah. your, for your pacey guys in mm. behind those channels. So, in that in that way, you got creators in there. You got two holding players. I mean, that mm. makes sense to me as a, as a yeah. lineup because I yeah. think Fred and McTominay. I, I just think you kind of need them. Yeah, against the like same team, yeah. So yeah. I, I think that would be a good setup for this game. But mm. I mean, Rav's changed things a lot and he'll have his ideas in this game. But no, City will be favourites, Rob. I just think there is a, you know, it would not be, it would not, to- it wouldn't surprise me if, if if Man United won the game, actually. Defending yeah, they, well. I think they've won the last three times at the Ashad, mate. Got a good record right. there and, right. and set up well if right. they can break quickly. And yeah. Joe Ronaldo's going to want to maybe show City what they missed out in, in not getting him. So, yeah, really good yeah. game to look forward to. Listen, mate, that'll wrap it up yeah. for our midweek podcast. Uh, Chelsea searching for a new owner. Liverpool still looking for quadruple. And one of the Manchester Giants is going to be. Blue or red on Manchester for the weekend. Uh, we'll be back on Sunday, March the 6th, when we'll look back at the Manchester Derby and see if Jesse Marsh can get his Leeds career off to a winning start. But for now, I'm Earl. He's Musty together with the two Robbies. Thanks for watching and listening. Be safe, stay healthy. It's a good night from me. And it's good night from him. Good night. Good night. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.